It is the technology show where we translate geek into regular speak. And I'm coming to you live from One Apple Parkway, Cupertino, California. As you can see, I'm inside Apple's One's building. As a very special guest, they allowed me to bring my gaming chair with me. Uh, Airlines gave me a little bit of a hassle getting it on, but we're here. And why are we here? Well, we're here for WWDC 2022. So if you are not an Apple fan, well, shame on you. But if you're not an Apple fan, this is probably the time for you to tune out of today's show. Because not only are we going to geek out, and I say we, uh, I'm very lucky and happy to have my friend, friend of the show, and uh, arguably the number one Apple fan in Australia. That would probably push me to number two. But given that I'm in Cupertino, California at the moment, um, then he can be number one. So let's bring him in. Alex, how are you? Hello, hello. I'm good. How are, are you? Are you that I'm sitting in one Apple <laughs> Parkway and you're over in cold? I believe it's very cold in Australia at the moment. I mean, I'm wearing a it, t-shirt. Look, it's all nice. Yeah, that's and, right. Yeah, yeah. No, you're enjoying the California weather for sure. It's, loving uh, the California uh, yeah, weather yeah, for sure. Virtually. <laughs> but loving it for sure. Right. So, yes, the green screen's working nicely. In fact, if no, I, I was, I was chair, going to say, just look. I, was, I don't know if I, I can say you. The way. Look there, i got a dude on my background. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> he, he's holding his iPhone up to look around. <laughs> I, I was going to say, for those people who are not Apple fans, you should keep watching. Don't tune out because the reason you is because now that Apple. Your mind. Well, because now that Apple has launched the latest versions of its operating systems and also its new processor and new hardware, the photocopiers will be starting up in Redmond, Mountain View, Seoul, and Shenzhen. So, you know, all the rest have something to copy, which you'll see in about a year or so when they finally get around to copying it. So definitely it's worth your time to watch. Because Apple always gets painted with the brush of of copying people and copying things. And and my argument is that's quite simple. I actually say yes, they do, but they perfect it. You know, they didn't invent say. the MP3 player, but they perfected it, and they didn't invent the touchscreen. But the yeah. iPad was the number one selling tablet, and probably still is. So, you know, now when we take you through today's shows and some of the innovations that we saw that that are coming, um, well, <laughs> so Alex, you know. Normally, I have a presentation and I do things with a Z and that we only have 30, 40 minutes. I've got none of that stuff today. I thought we would try and take the two odd hours of WWDC and just geek out having a chat. Yeah, but I mean, there were some incredible things. So I think just for everyone that, that is new to WWDC, right, it's Worldwide Developers Conference. This is about more the software side of Apple and what Apple does but they always launch hardware and boy, did they not disappoint this year. Um, you know, it's, it's a kind of that like teaser as to what's going to come in September or June and September, the, the, the more hardware centric um, events, but I'm salivating. And in fact, while we talk, if I start to get a little bit of drool coming down here, um, <laughs> forgive me. So, Let's kick it off, right? So what Apple did at when they – and I'm going to try and keep a little bit of an order just so we flow in our thought process. Mm. The first thing was iOS 16. That was like what they kicked off the, the whole conference with. And that's obviously important because for developers, and most people are developing apps nowadays, um, which is the phone. Um, wow, 16 looks awesome. 
I think we say that it's every year. Sustained. We didn't go together <laughs> last year as well and the year before, but it, it, it looks awesome. Some of the points that I took away from that I really loved, and I know this sounds weird, but just the fact that the home screen has finally had some more thought to it. So you can change the size, change the image structure. The search bar or spotlight, as it's correctly called, now will appear at the bottom, which is intuitive, right? Your fingers are there. They're ready to go. Tap search or voice search. Yeah. And then, of course, we go into some of the other features, which I'll hand over to you if you want to share some of your selling points. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, one of the things that uh, Apple does is, as you were saying before, it doesn't normally invent things, but it looks to see what others in the market have done. Apple famously had a uh, saying where it, it gave a thousand no's for every yes. And we can certainly see where competitors have rushed ahead with virtual reality headsets that they no longer make uh, or other features which got, you know, they were not perfected. And they were cut and only to return later. I mean, one of those examples is when Samsung with the S4 launched the ability to swipe across the screen or use your eyes to, to you know, head nodding to go up and down a web page or swipe as though you're using the force to get certain things to happen on screen. They launched that with great fanfare in the Galaxy S5 and in the, the next Android update, they sort of cut that down massively so you could only just swipe between photos on your on your gallery as they call it on Samsung devices, and yeah. they took all, all those things away. The, Samsung also had the ability to record from the front screen, uh, front camera and the back camera at the same time. And I think it was a Samsung Note 8 or something where it was there. And then they launched a new version of Android, Android 9 or something at the time, and they took it away. And people were really upset about that. Now, that feature has returned, but it yeah. took you know a couple of generations before it did. And uh, you know Apple was showcasing that feature, I think, in the iPhone 11 timeframe. And uh, there was the double take app that was used to uh, allow you to do side by side, like you can see right now on the screen, where you could do picture in picture. And it took them a while to finally launch that, but I use that and it replicates that Zoom experience that I like, where I like to interview somebody with the, their picture uh, taking up the majority of the screen. And then I'm in the bottom right hand corner. That's what I normally I want- do. We can do- I don't know if I can do that while we're in this mode. Let me see if I yeah, do that. Yeah, you probably can. No. But I, I normally like to keep the focus on the person that I'm interviewing um, because, you know, you, you can do that. And so uh, Double Take allows you to do that. And, I mean, that's a sort of a similar kind of version. That's what you sort of see in Zoom. Yeah. And But, I mean, on Zoom, you can have that picture superimposed in the bottom right-hand corner. And so, you know, when Apple launches features, it has seen what everyone else has done and then it has decided to do it. And normally it sets the standard so that, what Apple does then becomes the way that it should have been done from the beginning. You'll notice yeah. that Apple doesn't have any VR, AR screens. They were rumored to be launching one, but they didn't. And the, I, I the rumors say that... that I, must be, I must be honest. I expected to see finally something in that space, but maybe that's yeah. the, the September teaser that we're talking about. Look, it, it could be. It could also be that they're waiting for you know the M2 to be more rolled out or even an M3 because you've got a lot of processing power in, a, yeah. in what is effectively you know a screen... Uh, inside of a headset in front of your face. You're obviously not putting your phone in there. And so they have yeah. to have a lot of the smarts of that sort of device. Now, there was talk that they were going to have a standalone device, a bit like the Oculus Quest, and also devices that were wireless. And they just haven't got that right. And it's something that nobody has gotten right yet. We don't really have um, true AR glasses. Google launched their Google Glass in the, I think, the, the 2000s or maybe the early 2010s. Then yeah, it sort of didn't take on the way. Already. Yeah, and, and then it came back as an enterprise sort of version. Uh, Microsoft HoloLens was launched. I mean, you should watch the video for HoloLens. It was this incredible 
incredible video showing all these things you could look at everywhere around in your environment. But the reality do. was you had an A4 size sheet of paper in front of you that you were looking through, and yeah. this, you know, the the, the 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 demo was a lie. I mean, it, it could do it, but only seeing this much at a time. Imagine if you had an 85 inch TV and you could only see an iPhone size worth, you know, as you looked around to see the entire picture. So, I mean, Hololens obviously. Right? And I think that's and, the argument for AR as, as opposed to VR as well. We and look, there actually, there actually are headsets for industry. Like if you are working, I've been to a team viewer events where they have these headsets for about two and a half thousand dollars. It puts an Android uh, tablet on your head, basically. Obviously, not the tablet, but you've got all the sort of things inside power. of the uh, yeah. computing power in there. And then there's a little heads-up display that you look into. And what they're able to do there, and this is the sort of thing that will be replicated very quickly when Apple's uh, headsets finally launch, they were being used by mechanics uh, or people doing pick and pack or people who were checking a uh, you know, big truck before they were going on a journey and they had to go through several steps and it was all being shown to them in their field of vision what they had to do. Uh, they were able to record the steps they were taking. They were able to see live that, yes, that's the correct box, I've got to put it in, or that's the correct shelf, that's where the thing is supposed to be. And, um, you know, so... so Industry has that sort of thing, but that's clearly not something that is yeah. really yet ready for consumer prime time. So, you know, Apple launched iOS 16, and all these developer versions are available now. The public bid is coming in about a month's time. Obviously, recommended to only use that on, on second secondary device. devices. Yeah, you know, I, yeah, I mean, I normally, after the first or second beta, then take the plunge and put it on my primary device because this normally the say, you're probably the number one fan in the country and I'm number two. I'm still a bit chicken when it comes to the primary device. Like I wait for the, you know, dot one, dot five or something like that. I just want yeah. to quickly rope in there and, and go back to the iOS side of things. Hmm. You know, there were two things that really stood out for me in iOS 16. The first was passkey. So yeah. what this now does is basically we don't need passwords anymore. And now people are going to say, oh, so it's face ID. I say, no, nothing like it. In fact, it was actually quite ingenious. So what they do is they create this password for lack of a description, but it's called a key. But your phone controls everything. So if you go to a computer, now I use Chrome and I use the Chrome reminder service so that no matter which app I'm on or which device I'm on, Apple or Android or Chromebook or Mac, Chrome is the same. What Passkey does is it brings up a QR code on the device that you log into, you hold your iPhone, and it just unlocks. So your password is actually never, ever entered anyway. Which can't be fished, can't be hacked. Correct. So that for yeah. me was huge with what iOS 16 is going to. And then the other thing that I think they did, which I thought was really cool, is a lot of people have shared passwords. And this is I'm staying in that whole password world. Um, in fact, in our household, we all use the same pass key. So if I pick up my wife's phone, I can unlock it. If she picks up my phone, we pick up our son's phone, etc., and vice versa. But there's a problem in the world called domestic violence where people have to flee their homes quickly. Mm. Um, and, you know, if you have a shared account, if you have a shared bank account, if you have a shared device, one of the new features under pass key and under part or safe, I think they called it safe key, um, was that the person or the victim in this instance would be able to turn off that sharing, even if they weren't the people that created the original shared account. So things like photos, which we take for granted that we share, which would show where you are, you know, gives away your location, et cetera. Um, the victim would now be able to turn that off. That's just brilliant thinking. That's like so out the box and probably not probably and is necessary. 
So yeah. you know that whole. I, I think that was I think great. that required I think that required people to have individual accounts which were shared under a family scenario. Right. And so, so you you would have without that's right. Without, it wasn't sharing an account where it was the same Apple ID and password. It was multiple no, 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 different no, ones. Sorry, you could yeah. go in and photos, you could go in and, and switch photos, off, etc. And we can turn yeah. it off. So I really, Absolutely. really like that. I thought that, that, you know, because Apple's been quite a big advocate on privacy for the last year or so, yeah. even the adverts with a lock and so on. So that was really cool. Um, i trying to think of what else. What, well, what else obviously, the, the Apple you know, started off with the lock screen. You can now modify the lock screen. You can have different yeah. fonts and colors and styles, images. There's a whole stack of images that they're available. You can have your photos. You can put widgets on the lock screen so that they're there. And the rumor is that the iPhone 14 will have an always-on display, as we've seen on Android devices for some years. But now that Apple has that LTPO uh, <coughs> screen, which is on the iPhone, that uh, on the Apple Watch, which allows these uh, Apple Watch to stay <coughs> on without, you know, like if you've got the analog watch and you normally see the second hand moving around, well, yeah. it will remove the second hand. It'll, it'll dim the screen and it will just display what the time is, uh, and, and which allows you to see what's on the screen, but also saves you a lot of battery power. So the rumor is that's coming to the iPhone 14, and these widgets will be there. Now, interestingly, Apple did not bring that lock screen to iPad OS 16, and that was mod uh, mirroring what they did with the widgets. They launched the widgets in iOS 12 on iPhones, but they didn't bring the widgets until iOS 13 for yeah. the iPad. And so I suspect it'll be the same thing for next year. Another cool feature was the ability to, you know, when you bring up the um, anywhere that you can uh, have a, well, anywhere you've got the keyboard, you can tap the microphone icon and you can speak in pretty much whatever language you want. Uh, yeah. But normally for most people watching, it's English. And it will then you know, voice to text that incredibly quickly and it does it all on device. So you're not sending something to the cloud. Siri's much faster. You know, you can actually now tell Siri as you could in iOS 13. You can ask it to take you into plain mode. That used to be a one-way trip because it needed the internet to be able to say, hey, turn plan mode off. Well, now you can do that because the processing is done on device. And so one of the things I showed was the ability to talk, but the waveform on the keyboard did not appear. The keyboard stayed. And so you would be getting live uh, autocorrect type suggestions for words that appeared on the screen that may have gotten wrong. And you could tap and type and you know, select things. So the ability to use your voice and your text interchangeably on the same interface without having to wait for waveforms to disappear and reselecting the keyboard is going to make that natural user interaction with our technology that a step closer. I mean, you know, the Star Trek uh, natural user language environment where you just talk to the computer and it knows everything and it yeah. doesn't need any kind of um, you know, fixing and, and, uh, and help is a wonderful thing. And Apple did, Apple, Apple did announce... Uh, just a couple of weeks ago, a whole swag of new accessibility features, which include the ability, for example, to hold your phone up to a door if you're a uh, low vision or blind person. The, you know, the, the phone can see there's a door in front of you. It's telling you audibly how far away that door is. And then when yeah. you get to it and you hold the phone in front of it, it tells you what the door says if it's got writing on it. And you yeah. can also imagine that somebody with a, you know, walking one of those um, sticks to with the balls on it for with the ball on it for the, yeah, the blind people to be able well, the thing is, you know, if you're holding a phone and you're holding a stick at the same time, really, you can imagine that's something that's going, it's being built to just work seamlessly with uh, the forthcoming Apple augmented reality glasses. And I did see that with the original Google Glass, where there was a lady that was working with Telstra, and she, there's a video on this online, I'm sure you can still find it, and she was uh, low vision or blind, and she had the Google Glass on, and when she went to the shops and, you know, held up, uh, an item in front of oh, her glasses, 
Yeah, yeah. yeah the, it would read out and tell her. You're holding a, a can yeah, of or, Coke or whatever you know, it is. Hey, Mark, I can see you've got a thumbs up. We got a, a thumbs up from Mark. Um, the so, the other thing that it, well, that was also where lidar was introduced a couple of years ago. So it's good to see they're yeah. starting to use that. But um, the other thing with and I think Sydney, lucky enough, is one of the included cities. What they do with the enhanced maps now, with their whole look yeah. around and the animation Sydney. of their maps and that. You know, yeah. I've always said, and in fact, it was it was either last week or the week before, but I even made a public apology and ate some humble pie. But I've always hated Apple Maps. Always. I've always found it to be a terrible product. I have to take that back. You know, since I've moved up to the Gold Coast, I've actually been using Apple Maps more than I've been using uh, Google Maps. Waze. Uh, I've never used Waze. I like Waze is a little sure. bit nasty for me. I just find it a little bit too enemy, you know, like, Waze is specifically for driving. And in fact, it's interesting to note that when Apple updated Apple Maps in iOS 13, which is, you know, a year ago, they took the Speedo in yep. Australia, which was never there. Um, and I think it's only showing you like the actual road. It's not, I mean, the speed on that road is not showing you the live, uh, you know, kilometers per hour, which is unfortunate. But you could also share accidents on the road and share things you couldn't share police, does, I don't think. and it's accurate and that's um, what i was saying so and the one feature they put in there which i love in voice is go through the lights and then turn left at the net you know when you get like two sets of lights really close together i've often mm. turned too early i've like gone the wrong mm. way so it starts mm. to actually think more intuitively and then with their new 3d animation and that so as i said i actually did i, I went up onto my soapbox on this forum and i, I said well I take it back. And I'm using Apple Maps now. And I've got CarPlay in the car as well. So it just blends so nicely. And if you have so, an Apple Watch, you can feel it vibrating. I do. So that's the other reason I use it. Vibrations it alert right. as well, especially on a motorbike. The, you know, yeah. the Apple Maps really works really nicely. Now, you mentioned M2, which was kind of next on the list after we went through the whole iOS and, and they started to make hardware. So M2, the reason they spoke about M2 was that new MacBook Air. And I can feel, I'm actually going to just put my hand here just to make sure that the drill's not, not running down. O-M-G. That's all I can say on that device. You know, I left the Air uh, format and went back to MacBook Pro for the simple reason there wasn't enough ports. Um, mm. And I just felt that the, the processing capability of the Air, I'm talking about before M1 now, right? I'm talking about mm -hmm. Intel. Mm -hmm. Just, it, it was lacking. The the, mm. the silver the bezel around the framing I just I just felt that air wasn't what I needed at that stage of my life and and you were talking about like the 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 2017 air or something the air before the had the, yeah. the big wide wide yeah, it was, bezels because I'm I'm I had an Intel um, based MacBook for 2020 and I've got the late 2020 MacBook Air M1 and it's got much smaller. It does have, yes. I'm going back yeah, four or yeah. five years ago yeah, because yeah, yeah. I'm already two years on my MacBook Pro. But mm. I just felt that it wasn't doing what I needed to do. And then also they took away the MagSafe and you had to use one port for it, – it, to me it was just a terrible device. I'd rather spend yeah. $500 more and get a MacBook Pro. That was my mindset. Yes. Well, that's changed. I think when it's time for upgrades uh, towards the end of this year, MacBook is so high up on my list. So besides the weight, and now it truly is to its name. I mean, they're talking about 2.5 pounds or something. 2.7 pounds, yeah. 1.25 kilos. It's slightly, slightly, so I think it's 1.25 or something kilos or 1.3. It's slightly lighter 
than last year's than the the, the M1 Mac, which retained that uh, styling from before. So this is a new styling because the new sort of rounded edges. Yep. It's a bit more like a smaller version of the 14 like, yeah. or 16 inch. That, Very yeah. thin screen. The screen is 13.6 inches as opposed to 13.3. So it's only a marginal increase, but Makes they difference. actually have a, 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 it's a it's, it now exceeds the 16 by 10 aspect ratio. And it has a 1080p camera in the top. And alongside the left and right of the camera, but I'm looking at my laptop now, which is the M1 from 2020, and beside the camera is just a big, a big black bar beside the camera. Yeah. But on the yeah. MacBook Air, the same as the 14 and 16 inch MacBooks, you have the notch. And yeah. so on the left and right hand side of the notch is a menu bar. So that's an extra bit of space that yep. you were never using before. They didn't take anything away. They gave you that extra bit of space at the top, uh, which was really quite spectacular. Now, the, the interesting the thing is... safe is back. So MagSafe is back. I've got the, yep, and MagSafe, yep. so that's... And, and if you buy a separate, now you can buy a, a charger that's got two USB ports, so you can charge your phone and the computer at the same that. time. Correct. They also have an, a separate charger that you've got to pay extra for, that's or you can buy a third-party one, which is 67 watts, and plugged in to the MagSafe adapter cable with the 67-watt charger, you can charge your MacBook Air to 50% in 30 minutes. So it's the same sort of deal is when you buy a 20-watt charger for your phone. Now, interestingly, they also launched an M2 MacBook Pro. Now, the M2 was 20 to 30% faster. You know, it delivers more power, got better GPU. It's got more, more you know, bigger, more powerful um, primary cores and more powerful secondary cores. Uh, but the MacBook Pro didn't get the same redesign. It still has the same form factor as the 20 as the previous yeah. M1 MacBook Pro. That might again towards the end of the year. That's what I'm saying. That will, that will probably come out. But, uh, but there's, right now the pricing is pretty, pretty similar, especially if you go for 16 gig of RAM and a 512 gig SSD. There's not much difference. So the thing is, do you get a MacBook Pro or do you get a MacBook Air with M2? Now, the MacBook Air M2 still remains a fanless design. And were oh, I on my Intel... Seeker, right? That's well, it isn't. It isn't. Where, where I on my Intel Mac right now, I, my, my uh, AirPods and system would be using all of its power to try and cancel the noise of the fan that sounds like it's the space shuttle taking off to the moon. On the M1 and M2 MacBook Air, there's no fan. Now, the MacBook Pro does have a fan, and that fan is for sustained workloads. Now, the MacBook Pro still has an improved camera, I think, but it's not the. It doesn't have the notch. So it's the same form factor, doesn't have MagSafe. But if you're going to be doing more pressing, more uh, sort of power-hungry workloads or constant video editing or something that just needs, you know, sustained performance to render things, then you will unquestionably go if you want that form factor for the MacBook Pro 13. But if you're just an everyday user who does Zoom calls, who surfs the internet, you know, uses Office Suites, surfs social media, does email and just does the everyday plays you know simple games and does the everyday stuff that uh, and of course games on Macs and iPads are very advanced you know well, these days. But this is the next thing, right? That besides, I mean, the capability of the M2 processor and uh, Metal, what's it, three? I think Metal three, Metal three, yeah. So, and you know, I, I've, I've been saying the whole day. I don't want to give spoilers away. I don't want to give spoilers. Well, this is my show, so I'm going to say what I want to say. But I watched. Well, we watched. Um, Resident Evil being played on a MacBook Air. Now, you actually have to pause there for a moment, right? Macs have always been given or painted really badly as a as a bad gaming machine, which is not fair. 
That's on the mm. publisher side. The hardware on a Mac has always been able, especially a pro, and especially mm. an M1 Pro, has always been able to support gaming. But the publishers and the, and the iPads are not and iPhones as well. But I mean, let's yeah. talk machine for machine, right? But this was a big game. I mean, Resident Evil is not an indie game. It's not Mickey Mouse. It is a massive game. It's one of the biggest selling games in its genre. And they showed this on the MacBook Air. And it was seamless. I mean, there was mm. just so much going on on that, that video clip. And it was just super smooth. This is a fanless computer. Now, if you've played on a gaming machine, which... As everyone knows, my son is a huge gamer. He's got nine fans in his box. And they light up and they do all the wonderful things. But believe me, when that NVIDIA card kicks in, because it's full graphics mode, those fans are spinning full blast. And he has liquid cooling as well. Or, or air cooling or something on there as well. So to play a it game... Just, it's stuff, a shame you can't, can't harness all that fan uh, activity. To get it to blow... Onto a little turbine, so it can actually generate some power for you uh, yeah, from all the power great. that you're using. The moment yeah, but no, <laughs> I mean, uh, Al, Al Gore would probably. I mean, he's a board member of Apple, so he probably hates all those PCs that that uh, waste all that energy. But yeah, uh, yeah absolutely. The the look, the, the Mac has always been, and Apple and the iPhones and iPads have always been dark horses in gaming. But Apple has worked very hard with Apple Arcade. It's got a stack of you know first party games. Most of the games and, I review on the show when I do, you know, are you game? Are mm. Apple Arcade games. I try and look for the indies. But mm. I think next time, next year, and hopefully you will be joining me next year for the WW 2023 show, watch how many new games. I'm talking about the big games, right? Your top fives, your League of Legends, your all these big games. Watch how many games are now available on Mac. Because what we're also forgetting is our Mac, which has already got M1 and will get M2, has metal capabilities. It's incredibly well-priced, has a beautiful 4k screen every gamer that doesn't have five or six thousand dollars to spend on a gaming pc can now drop what's it eighteen hundred dollars i think in australia to get an, an iMac and have a beautiful 27 inch fully capable machine that can play games and i think we're going to start to see and then of course from there you've as you rightfully said take it down to the ipad you know or, or iphone these devices and the ipad iphone and Macs are all compatible with PS5 and Xbox Series X uh, controllers. Yeah. So it's the same controller you've already got. And, I mean, in fact, you can play cloud uh, versions of Well, that's Xbox the other thing, right? And that's and a lot of people Stadia say, oh, games as well. Correct. And they say, oh, I'm never going to buy a Mac. I'm a gamer. Guys, play on play in the cloud. Like, just yeah. get a Steam account and play in the cloud. Like, that's where you yeah. should be playing anyway. You should never be downloading yeah. it onto your machine. So, Some microsystems said... The network is the computer about 20 years or 30 years too early, but it yeah. certainly is today. Well, and um, actually had a picture with the word, you know, they always have the app icons, gaming. So, I mean, mm. Apple is heavily committed to gaming from now on. They, ha and they, they have been, been for a long time. But they're going to the, fir the, the first, The first apps that you could run on an iPod, iPod, before they had the iPhone, yeah. were games. You yeah. know? I mean, the Apple II. When I was a kid, its biggest use besides using it for Pascal programming and Lodo with the, with the little uh, turtle that was running around and drawing yeah, things I that was Karatika, Prince of Persia, all yeah. those Sierra games. I mean, you know, the, the, the Mac, the, floppy, Apple's been in gaming for a long wrist. time. Yeah. No, no, guess, just, yeah, yeah. But I'm talking about, you know, mainstream being mainstream. Yeah, mainstream. Yeah. Look, Apple, Apple 
has been promoting its gaming chops for a long time. But of course, they had to fight against the Xbox and the PlayStation and the Nintendo Switch. But you know, you, you pay Apple you know, a few bucks a month and you got over a hundred games in Apple Arcade. That's what they launched with. I would have plenty Apple more now. I have to say, I've got the Apple. Um... I think it's the Apple One account. So I get music. Mm. Yeah, I've got the same thing too. I've got I the full one. Gigs or something. Two, two, gig, two terabytes of uh, two terabytes of, of mm. storage. Uh, so let me give you a tip as well. I was talking to a journalist friend who said, oh, I've, I've run out of space on my two terabyte of iCloud. I've got all the kids, I've got all the photos, you know. What do I do sort of thing? And yeah. I said, well, good news. Apple, Apple One has just been launched. And if you buy the two terabyte, version of Apple One for thirty nine ninety five, which includes Apple Arcade, Apple TV, Apple Music, uh, you know, the, the whole thing, you can actually get the two terabytes from that. And then you can pay an extra fourteen ninety nine a month to get the two terabytes that you can get through iCloud. So you can actually have four terabytes of yeah. iCloud on your uh, Apple. And which a lot of people a lot. don't know that. And, and, and if they need that to back up everything, they can. But unquestionably, the, the Mac... You know, especially with the new uh, macOS Ventura, the new version of the operating system, and I have a thing called Let's Stage Manager. Yep. Yeah, yep. I mean, a lot, a lot of it is obviously an improvement, refinement of Big Sur and of um, the Mojave or Mavericks, whatever the current version is that we're using. But yeah. the, the Ventura has this thing called um, Stage Manager. So what it does is it shows you the the, the windows you're looking at, and yep. on the left hand side of the screen, you get to see uh, the extra apps oh, you have open, open, and you can pair, you can pair multiple apps together and so you can easily multitask like even more like instead of swiping upwards or pushing the app expose button and getting a whole stack of different windows on the screen of which there might be 20 you know depending on how many tabs and things you have open so i think it's too much it's too much a little bit further because i sit here so i I mean i'm I'm looking at you on my macbook at the moment but i have a Mm. 32 inch wide screen behind me and i have multiple windows and then, you know, if you're using the shortcuts in the hot corners, if I swipe down to the bottom right, everything goes and I can see all my open windows. And it's actually quite scary. In fact, if I do that now, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I have 11. Let me just get you back into focus. I'm like, I have 11 windows. And in those windows, some of them are browser tabs with multiple tabs. So just for the people that are listening that are not watching, um, basically, the fact that you'd be able to now have them all there and just click on the left hand side of the screen, a dock of a dock. Um, yeah. And it was quick. Did you see when he clicked the button? It was so quick how it just changed into that. And, and he could pair multiple apps together. It. Yep. So you I could, you could have a, a notepad, you could have a browser and an email all popping up at the same time uh, in that sort of grouping. You could have multiple groupings. And the um, so that the, the, the reason that Apple introduced this new form of multitasking, because you know, multitasking is pretty good on a Mac, you know, we're all used to it. But yeah. they did that so they could emulate, have exactly the same uh, interface on the iPad um, Air or the iPad Pros with the M1 processor. That is the only iPad, the older iPads with the A-series chips will not get Stage Manager. <clears throat> now, before I move on to iPad OS or, or the iPads, uh, iPad OS 16, one of the cool new features of Mac OS uh, Ventura is the ability to take your phone and if you have a Belkin uh, adapter uh, just clips onto the back. Camera. You can clip it onto the front of onto the front of your computer, and and it just sits over the over the um, top of where the camera is, and it's using the three cameras on the back of your iPhone, using one of those three to give you a much higher resolution yep. image because the camera on your iPhone is better than the camera that's built into the top of your 
uh, map and it had center stage. So as you moved around, the, the camera would follow you. It also had this incredible feature whereby using the ultra wide camera on an iPhone 13, it was able to show you like what's in front of the desk right in front of me as though I had a camera pointing down. Now, there was no it's camera pointing. I've seen Apple people do that. You do this, that. This is, yeah, this is using incredible computational um, smarts to take an image that's coming at, at, on a diagonal and yet present it as though it's looking directly flat. So it's going to make all those demos and influencer videos and, and um, tutorials well, so much easier and simpler. You do that so many times when we've been on video call. You've held your phone above yeah. your desk to show us what you're doing or you've put it into a bracket so that your yeah. hands are free. But it's a bit of a pain. You've got to have two separate devices. But yeah, I think this, you know, this is just one like the, well, the, the especially people that do makeup in that, <laughs> being able to use an iPhone camera to get that depth as opposed to the 1080 that we're getting off, uh, you know, well, the inbuilt camera or built in now, camera. Sorry. Another um, thing for, for influencers, I mean, if they've got the, the uh, um, palettes of different makeup, you, you, you can just be looking down and, and, yeah. then, and then you can go like this and, and paint it on wherever you're painting it on yourself. Yeah. And uh, if you're that way inclined, and you know, people can see you choose it and then see you paint it all with the one camera and you keep your focus on that. Now, another cool thing that influencers are going to love, and, you know, again, I implore people watching, go and go to youtube.com slash Apple or go to apple.com, watch the keynote. It's one hour and yeah. 47 minutes. I want to play some video shortly before we run out of time, just cool. uh, some highlights of the event. But the, 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 the keynote, I mean, don't watch one of those, like The Verge has a 24-minute cut-down version. So much is cut out. It is not worth it. You can watch it when you want to watch it. Uh, yeah. And one of the things you see is the demo where you can click a button and suddenly your face is much brighter. It's like you have a ring light in your face. I, I need that. I need to make mine darker. They, I'm a little bit too light. Well, they <laughs> well, I mean, it probably would do a better job. But they explain that if you're sitting behind you know, a, a window where there's a lot of light outside and you, normally your face will be darker because you're not facing yeah. towards the sun, well, this can really brighten it up. Now, for me, my eyesight's gotten a bit sensitive recently. And, um, you know, to have a ring light, I have to sort of, I can't have it right in front of me because it's too bloody bright. I've got to have it sideways sort of thing to, to shine. But I don't yeah. want to be looking directly at that ring light. And if I put it down to a, a temperature that's, too, or, you know, if it's too low, then it's not really helping. So to have this virtual ring light built in is awesome as well. So, you know, there's, there's, I mean, really, you have to watch the keynote. If you go to apple.com, I've got a bunch of pages I want to show you, but all the different um, updates are there. And, you know, having this new multitasking capability on the iPad with M1 processors and soon M2, you have the same stage manager effect. You can now have windowed applications on an iPad. It's not quite the same where you can get two windows or three or four side by side and sort of laboriously, you know, adjust well, them with your mouse. But you can still do it, which you couldn't do before. And most importantly for a lot of people, if you have an external monitor, 27, 30 inch, whatever size, you can now use that external monitor as though it was an external monitor for your Mac. You know, but it's an if it's on your iPad. You can have apps yep. up there. You can move the mouse, the cursor backwards and forwards between it. You can drag things back and forth. You cannot place files on the Mac desktop that that they don't have that as yet, and I don't know if they ever will. But you can see that. You know, the way that multitasking is done on a Mac is still the best multitasking for apps that are designed for you know, the traditional keyboard and trackpad and, and apps that are designed for the windowing experience. So rather than Apple trying to add touch screens onto the Mac to try and you know, emu let emulate to, you, you a, a Windows really tablet. Yeah. 
is yeah. that I've always moaned about the fact that I can't have a touchscreen experience on my Mac. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. I thought about, thought, well, actually, I don't want fingerprints all over my screen anyway. Yeah. But I also use an iPad when I go to meetings because I don't, I want the battery life and I want the portability, but I don't have OS on my Mac, Mac OS mm. on my Mac, mm. uh, on my iPad. Mm. And I think this could be finally the, the almost the bridge that we get in there. The well, iPad you know, will be more capable. Apple always, yeah, Apple always said it is not going to merge Mac OS and iPad to have a Mac pad. But I think yeah. it's going to have, because it's adding more and more features from the Mac in a, in a new and exciting, simpler and easier way to the iPad. Yeah. You know, already the iPad and the Mac has the same processor, the M1. Soon it'll have the M2. And <clears throat> given the fact that they have internal, you know, memories built onto the die, it's all there. It doesn't have to go outside of the motherboard to another chip. Everything is super fast. There is absolutely nothing stopping Apple from allowing Mac OS apps to run on an iPad. And I can and just I, imagine that in a year or two, they'll just say, right, you want to run those Mac apps in a window well, we can do windowing now they could even have it if they wanted to when as you move the trackpad well not as a vm forget about the vm because it, it, it's running ios which is a cut down version of mac os it, it can it can put whatever they need into it to support mac programs but you can even imagine it that when you've got a mac app on the screen the little dot that is the cursor in ipad os and also iphone if you use the bluetooth mouse can turn into a arrow whenever it's on a mac app and then yeah. as soon as you move it out again, it's a dot, right? I mean, they could do that or you just leave it as a dot. It doesn't really matter. But, you know, they, they, there's nothing stopping them technically from doing it. But Apple is always about taking its developers, most important, without the developers, you haven't got apps. Without the developers, you haven't got an ecosystem. And, of course, the developers need Apple to build an ecosystem. But unless you take developers slowly, slowly down the journey and build in widgets and build in catalysts and build in these things that, over a three or four or five or six year time span, allow everyone to sort of come across, build the modern apps, and then write, okay, we've got more than enough power to run your old stuff. You know, Apple doesn't, Apple, Apple says a thousand no's for every yes. They, Apple called the Windows tablet computers, they, you know, they, they were derisive in calling them uh, refrigerators with a built in toaster. I mean, nobody wants the toaster fridge, but having an iPad. That is as powerful as a Mac that could run Mac apps but still maintain my pristine iPad environment would be excellent because well, Apple does be have a device with stylus, the fingers, touch. You and advertising the for iPad, you know, any of the iPad Pros, it, their payoff yeah. line is your next computer is not a computer. It's not a computer. And yeah. They're getting us yeah. closer and closer to that environment. Well, um, because, because managing Macs, and, and more so managing Windows PCs, it's a bloody nightmare. You know, I've got a friend who's really into PCs and he uses Chocolaty and he uses Ninty or something. He's got, he's got all these things, he's got all these batch files. I mean, he's a, a wizard at configuring Windows PCs to incredible levels. So everything's automatically updating. But none of that, absolutely zero of that is required on a, on a Mac, on an iPad because it updates flawlessly, the, all the apps update easily. You don't have to worry about, you know, flash plugins or weird stuff. It's all designed to, to be as self-contained and as easy to use. And, you know, if you were in a coma in 2010, you got the iPad, you used it for a few months and you went to a coma and just woke up last week and someone handed you an iPad, you would marvel at how the bezels are smaller and it's thinner and it's lighter and the resolution is higher and 
But you could use, I mean, aside from learning that you've got to swipe up instead of pushing the home button, unless you've got one of the original iPads. It's still intuitive. Though, everything right? that you knew from 2010 is still perfectly yeah. valid today. Yeah. You don't have to know or use any of the new stuff and you don't miss out on anything, on anything really because it, it was all doable and you would quickly learn. But your URL address is at the bottom and not the top in Safari on OS. Well, and, and one of the reasons they did that the, the, there's two reasons that they did it. One was because when the, the, the address bar was at the top, they when they launched the iPhone um, 6S and they had the bigger screen. But no, before they launched the iPhone 6S, when they still had the iPhone 5 with a four-inch screen and, and uh, Androids had five-inch screens, they made the address bar disappear when you swiped up because it gave you that yeah, extra bit of space right. back, which was good. And so when you tapped at the top of the screen to swipe, to, to scroll back to the top in one tap, something that was there from the very first iPhone, that broke that convention. You had to tap twice in the browser once to get the address bar, second time for it to go up. So when they put it down to the bottom, not only was it closer for your thumb and fingers to reach, and, but it restored that ability to tap at the top once and would go back. And a lot of people don't know this. You can put your finger on the tab bar of Safari and you can swipe left and right through your open tabs, which is yeah. a wonderful thing that people don't know. Also, a lot of them don't know that you can actually just um, swipe down the bottom here. Uh, I've got my virtual display on here. You can swipe down the bottom and you can go through open apps just like that, just by swiping down the bottom like Something that. Well, so that's, yeah. not, that's not the tab. That's just open apps. Yeah. So uh, I'm know, worried about that, time because I know you wanted to show a, a video or two, but I must say that yeah. for me, okay, the M2 obviously blew me away and all the specs on it and that, but the updates and the thinking that went into iPad OS um, mm. is super exciting. You know, all the features we mentioned in iOS will be available in, in, in yeah, iPad. Yeah. Except for the lock screen, which will probably well, come next year. Screen. But I mean, the, the iPad, you Everything don't want else. the lock screen. You're using it as a working device. But it is definitely moved one more step closer to macOS mm. or macOS mm. capability, which has always been my bugbears. And I'm, miss, I'm just missing things that I need that I use on my MacBook Pro. And from watching watching the presentation, it, it seems like, and you hit the nail on the head, you know, Mac, Apple does need their developers. And he keeps saying, every time we've listened to you, you the most asked for feature, those are the kind of words well, that they're using. Here's one of them. Here's one of them. You can now edit iMessages that you send. So oh, if yes, you put, hey, babe, instead of, hey, Gabe, yeah. <laughs> after you've sent it, you can just edit that word. And even before someone, has seen, if it just says deliver, they haven't seen it yet, you can undo oh, the bad. sending. Of a yeah. message, yeah, the WhatsApp feature, which is really as well. cool. And again, yeah, yeah, they didn't invent it, but they perfected it because and, now you've still yeah. got the ability to go back and, like WhatsApp, you can't edit a message once you've sent. You put a little asterisk mm. and go, babe or yeah, Gabe or whatever right. it is. Yeah. Now you and, just tap it, edit, and it updates. That's it. Another cool thing was CarPlay. Now they showed that the CarPlay interface looked pretty oh, much the same. They didn't really go too deeply into it. Car like that, so. But they said that you know by the end of 2023 there will be cars where the entire dash. It's just one giant display. And so in yeah. your instrument cluster behind the steering wheel, you can have digital uh, you know, speedometers or you can have the digital numbers. You can have revs from here. You can have weather. You can have that, that whole screen behind the steering wheel can be a map where you're driving through. So, And they, they said you can have screens all throughout the car. And what it obviously also pointed to, because it's inescapable, that's what an Apple car is going to look like. An Apple car, the whole inside of a bloody Apple car is going to be a screen. Yeah. <laughs> just about you know so it was and, and those sort of widgets and features are all things that we're going to see in our field of vision through ar and vr glasses when they yeah. launch that 
So, you know, please go and watch the, the Kinner. But look, I if agree, you let me I share mean, the screen, I want to show a couple of videos that, cool. that just give While them you're doing a, that, I must a, say, a the only version. thing is old Craig, or Craig as they call them, him in America, was a bit cheesy on this presentation with his little flying around and that. But yeah, and he put his hands where he said, but look, I mean, he, I mean, he's coming out of his shell. <laughs> he's having fun. And, and also, you know, Apple has the world's most advanced operating systems. I mean, as I said before, when I said, I mean, I've got a T-shirt that, that from Apple from about 20 years ago that says something about, uh, uh, you know, Redmond, always one step behind um, uh, Cupertino and start the photocopiers in Redmond, Microsoft, because, you know, Apple's got all the cool features you want to copy. So when I say, because I've seen the clones from Oppo and Huawei and, you know, some of the mate, uh, you know, tablets, they look exactly like iPad clones right down to the, magnetic pen on the top and yeah. uh so you know when i say that uh, redmond uh mountain view redmond is microsoft mountain view is google Seoul is uh, um samsung. samsung and shenzhen is you know and huawei, huawei and all the yeah. other all the other uh, more many of the other phone makers when it when, when it's time for them to start their photocopies i uh, i really mean it because these are the features we're going to see copying one of the things that apple launched in ios 16 is the ability to do facetime continuity that just that's if you have your phone, you can bring your phone to your computer, answer the phone on your watch, take it to the phone, or you can I think move I it across to your computer. So you can now answer the, the answer the video yeah. call, move the phone to your tablet or computer, and you can take the video call on a bigger screen on that. Yeah. So you know, here's Apple with multiple years of continuity, and Google, right, which gave up on tablets and at its Google I/O, also worth watching. A lot of advanced stuff there. But, you know, announced, oh, we have 20, 20 apps which are designed, which we've redesigned ourselves and with partners to be working on tablets. I mean, where the heck were those apps 10 years ago when the first tablets arrived and they were just stretched out phone apps? So Google is taking tablet apps very seriously. But Google has only just announced this year, you know, which is not even available yet, the ability to select something on your phone and copy it to a Chromebook or, a, a you know, a tablet or another uh, um, Google device on the same, you know, Google account. So that's something they're launching for the first time, and Apple is well ahead. You can also now do uh, share play from messages. Before you had to be in a FaceTime call, but now you can just be chatting on messages, and you can say, hey, do you want to watch the new Obi-Wan that came out today on Disney Plus? As long as that person well. on Disney Plus as well. Share play to me has always been a little bit, like I haven't really done it. You know, no, well, if I'm yeah, but, the, but for I'm young kids, it. you know, it's much yeah. easier. They also had, they had a couple of other things. One was collaboration, so on um, on uh, you can have a document, and that you several of you can be collaborating on it at the same time from your iPads. And they've got this new thing called Freeform. It's a giant whiteboard. Now, Microsoft had a whiteboard in 2017. Other companies have had whiteboards. Zoom has just announced the ability to have a whiteboard inside where multiple people can be drawing on it at the same time. But on an iPad, which is designed for fingers and swiping and touch and the stylus and you know the mouse and the, the keyboard. Somebody can be working in that corner of the white pad, somebody of the whiteboard, somebody can be working in that corner, somebody can work in the middle, and everybody can be working on this fluid document at the same time. You know, when Microsoft launched OneNote, you could type and you could draw anywhere on the page. Yeah. The, what, what killed it at the time was that, you know, people were more used to working in the word left to right sort of uh, environment. But this is sort of like OneNote on steroids. It's going to launch later, yes, so it might not launch. In, you could bring, you, you could, could take do a everything of text and add it on top. There was, there was, 
layers this way as well as that way on that whole collaboration. And, and you can hit one button and suddenly you're all, you know, was, all of you are in a FaceTime video call yeah, and uh, all collaborating good. together. And because people are spread out so far, I mean, we're spread out, you know, uh, well, Alex, I, I'm talking of spreading. We're spreading thin on time, mate. So I know you want okay, to well, show so just, yeah, so just bring up, uh, up. Let me share. Yeah. Is that awkward silence? I can start singing while we wait for this to play. I don't know. So, yeah, <laughs> I suppose you're clicking the button for it to, for, for it to do the share screen. Oh, don't know why it's not. Oh, no, I probably have to click share on my side. Yeah, probably, then I'm gonna, then I'm gonna go share screen. Sorry, yeah, there we go. So I, cl I click share, and um, can you now see my uh, YouTube.com? There it is. Yep, okay, okay. So this is the youtube.com slash Apple. It actually takes wow. you to here, but if you tap on videos, then you get to see a bunch of different videos here. Now, there's an excellent video that is sh uh, showcasing what the new MacBook Air looks like, goes from in, in 20. Seconds. I mean, have a look that at was that. Cool. I love that you part know, of the proso. Yeah. 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 Well, that was just the, the video of that. This is a personalizing lock screen. This is inside Apple day one that showed you a bunch of cool stuff. But here's, here's the day two recap showing you some cool stuff. That's for a so minute and 20 seconds. That are listening to the show, that you know, because this goes out as a podcast and a vodcast, we're just on YouTube and it's just a whole collection. What's the URL? Are you on Apple's um, YouTube? I'm on YouTube.com YouTube slash Apple. So, okay. uh, so and, and then you click on the word at least look at the videos in your own click time. on the click on word V yeah, you go there and and you know here's you've got the entire one hour and 48 minute that's the entire keynote there this new video for the MacBook uh, new video showcasing some iOS features day one of the Apple inside the Apple HQ this is day two you know WWDC is still a five-day event still on right now yeah and yeah stuff yeah, so it um, it, it but uh, the whole purpose of that uh, original keynote, uh, the one that's up first, they have a developer state of the union, which developers should absolutely watch. But they're showing to consumers. I mean, showing to developers the new things that they can now de develop and do. But it's yeah. showing to consumers all the cool things that are coming. And you know, I like to say that this is like a science fiction movie because it's an hour and forty-seven minutes, where but it's not going to come through the twenty-fourth century. It's going to come through. In, True in three months. And there's a whole bunch of people around the world right this very second using the developer betas. And the first bits of feedback I've read online, like, well, this is surprisingly stable. Now, there's going to be yep. heaps of bugs over the next three months. But when in about a month or so, I mean, I've got an older iPhone. I'm going to stick iOS 16 when I get back home and uh, <clears throat> with the developer version and try it out. But, the, but, you know, pretty much from the public betas, I'm going to, I mean, I don't ever put the betas on my Mac. I, I rely yeah. on that too much. I, I but on, my, on an iPad or phones, I don't mind. And I'm going to be absolutely you know, I'm, loving I'm it. sitting here in, in Cupertino, as you know. I'm in inside Apple's building with my chair. I've so been I'm there. I'm also wait till there. I get back to Australia um, <laughs> before I start putting on, on my devices. But, um, yeah, I must say that it, it's been a long time since I've watched WWDC and, and gone, you know, that's really impressive. Um, there, there's always been the teasers. There's always been one or two things. But this was one hour and 47 minutes of just jam-packed innovation. It was just yeah. like, and I think it's also, you know, they had to do something substantial. It's the first time they've had the in-person since COVID. In the past couple they of years, yeah. Look, there in, in the building. Yeah. The peak performance event was, you know, back in March, which people should watch if they haven't. That was very cool. That's where they launched the Mac Studio and other things. You know, I just sort of more or less wanted to finish on by saying that, you know, Apple 
gets one thing really right, and that's the user experience. They really work hard. And yeah. if they make a mistake, they fix it very quickly. They iterate very fast. And normally, they don't drop too many things. The list of things Apple has dropped and killed is very small when you compare yeah. it to, um, you know, Samsung and, and Google. Owned, right? And, and right, what, Apple has, what Apple has that, that other people don't have is the distribution. Apple's going to launch Freeform. It's, it's intelligent, you know, a collaboration uh, features and it's intelligent collaboration whiteboard. And it's suddenly going to be used by hundreds of millions of people. And even though Microsoft's whiteboard, which does the same sort of thing on Windows 10 and 11 devices, has been out since 2017, you know what? I never heard of it. I heard of it because I was doing a search for freeform alternatives and I saw some other one, Fig Jam, looks very cool too. But, you know, <clears throat> these people have tried for years and years to get, to get a um, critical mass, critical mass. Apple has got critical mass and now it's layering things on top of that critical mass that are going to be taken up by millions, tens of millions, hundreds yeah. of millions, billions of people. And that's something that Apple has worked hard to build. It's been ridiculed, been told by Michael Dell to sell the shares and, you know, sell the company. I mean, we've got Microsoft doing weird stuff and taking things out of Windows and annoying people with constant bloody changes on how the thing looks. And you can't even switch it back to the way it was before And for people who want that. And uh, you've got Apple that just chugs along, chugs along, and now it's, it's so big. It's like that Arab saying, don't let the camel's nose under the tent because next thing you know, the whole camel's in there. Well, Apple's, Apple's the camel with its nose under the tent. But instead of the, the tent people trying to push the camel out, People are saying more. We want more. Come in. It's funny you want. say that Come because in. Here's my money. Due, to the, due to the current economy, Apple went from being the, the most valued company in the world to number two to an oil company. And here yeah. you're using the analogy of the uh, – it'll go back. And, That's and, only and because of inflation can, and, and yeah. all the prices. And we don't know how long inflation is going to be around. Apple closed the, the Apple Turkey store, online store, and then in a few days I opened it with prices that were, I don't know, they were doubled or tripled, but it was, it was a huge jump. Now, people complained. Then in America, the 999 MacBook Air, which was 1499 here, did not see a drop to like 899, you know, unless you're an education buyer or something. They always had that education price. The, yeah. the new Mac, the new Mac with the M2, a MacBook Air with M2 processor is 1199. And people were going, ah, oh, they didn't do it at 999. Apple, when they, you know, launched it before at more expensive prices, they've had to pull it back. Yeah, but that was in a pre COVID world. When yeah. governments hadn't, I mean, governments had already printed trillions, but they printed trillions more, you know. Yeah. And I mean, Australia's one trillion government debt, America's 30 trillion government debt, and they're giving billions here and there. <coughs> Excuse me. And so, you know, the, the, the strength of the dollar is not going to come back anytime soon. We're lucky that Apple didn't push prices higher. iPhones are going to be more expensive this time, too. Everything's getting more expensive. And, uh, you know, we're lucky to be in a world where Apple's got $300 billion, you know, stockpile of cash and they can absorb some of it, but they yeah. can't absorb it all. It could, yeah. you know, so um, this is why prices are higher and thank God they're not higher still and they're only going to get higher because of the interest rates going up. Well, Alex, on that note of doom and gloom, Sorry, mate, I, have to, <laughs> I have to ring it off there, but yes. I have to say, and I'm sure you agree, this was one of the most exciting WWDCs and I mean I can only imagine the next three days when the actual dev teams there are hands-on and, and playing with this stuff we're some of those videos amazing end of the year we're going to see some very cool stuff coming out at the yeah. end of the year some of those um, videos that you, you can watch for developers are very cool and just finally the iPhone 6s 7 7 plus and original SE 
won't be able to get 16. Yeah. It's only iPad it's, Air yeah. 3, iPad Mini 5, iPad Pro and up, and it's 2017 and 2018 Max that, as a minimum, that can get Ventura. So, and also the yeah. Apple Watch yes. SE, the yeah. Apple Watch 3, which they launched uh, and still selling right now, that won't go to Watch OS 9. So they've, they've yeah. finally drawn a, a line under the sand with some of the really well, old yeah. devices Watch OS. that most well, people can get. Some, but I mean, the Watch, that was the other last thing was the fact that you could, Put they launching medication on the phone. That was the other note yeah. that I had. You could hold a pull bottle, it scans it, and then you can put your when you need to take it, what time of the day. And, and it tells you the that, drug interact. It will remind you and it'll say, hey, don't take alcohol when you're on this stuff because it's right. very bad. That I mean, it's brilliant. telling you drug drug interactions. I mean, why hasn't Google or Microsoft thought of that? You're going to need to do another show. As I said, it, 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 it actually left out a few of the good features. But, mate, thank you for coming on. As I said, unfortunately, you would always we always run out of time. Um, we find you at ITY um, or alexonline.com.au. Where do we find you? Where's the no, best place just, just I, at the moment, it's ITY.com is the best place. And also, if you want to watch some of the video interviews that I do, youtube.com slash ITYTV as one word. As the senior editor for ITY, that would make sense. Um, thank you again for coming on board. Really good to have Thanks you. Thanks, everyone, for watching. And we'll chat to you soon. Great to be here. Yeah. Right, okay. Cheers, thank man. you. Bye-bye. Well, that brings us to the end of it. I am going to have to go out and leave uh, Apple before the security comes and kicks me out, and especially because I've brought in a non-Apple chair. So until next time, keep your screens clean and your knobs shiny. <laughs> <laughs>